think of your favorite restaurant. What's the first thing that came to mind? Was it their flash fried veggie app you could never make at home? The burger you have dreams about? Maybe it's their cool mid-century modern meets bohemian wanderlust decor, or even the last time you were able to cram into a booth there with your friends. Those all may be reasons why you love it so much, but I would guess that they were at least the second thing that came to mind. Why? Because first, you thought of the name. It's the name that opened up your mind to all those other fond ideas of the place. It's not as important as any of that other stuff, of course, but the name can set the tone, let you know the type of environment a restaurant space is going for. Using a person's name, for example, can be classic, maybe even old school. Hospitality first. Something animal-related is probably quirky, something neighborhood or location-centric wants you to feel comfortable. You learn a lot by suffixes like cafe, lounge, shack. But sometimes a name just doesn't sit right, doesn't work, or worse, makes you feel bad. I mean, I I don't want to offend anybody. What's in a name? Well, today on Abbey Eats St. Louis, we'll talk to a chef and restaurant owner who decided a lot especially if it's not telling your story properly. You know, if there's changes that you think you need to make or things you think you need to address internally, then you need to do it. How and why he picked a new name, where he's getting his cues on how to handle this moment right now, and where the worst place is, he says, to have a conversation about it. I relate it to, like, road rage. Plus, Dory and I will have your food news and weekend events. My name is Logan Ely. I'm the chef owner of Now Shift Restaurant and the Lucky Accomplice, both uh, in Fox Park. Did you hear that pause? I'm the chef owner of Now Shift Restaurant. That's because since 2018, he's been the chef owner of a restaurant by another name, Savage. It's a casual but intimate restaurant. If you haven't been there yet, it's probably been on your list for some time now for maybe a night when you're both feeling adventurous and were astute enough to plan ahead. It's the type of place where menu items have a foraged and playful feel, but you can taste how much work went into making it. They're serving up meals for two curbside right now. In simpler times, it's a tasting menu operation where your food is plated as creatively as it's made. And yes, it's one of those places where you might not fully understand what exactly it is you're ordering. Tonight on the menu, for example, there's Salanova lettuce with egg yolk, buttermilk, breadcrumbs, capers, and nori, as well as grilled buttermilk ice cream. But it leaves you satisfied. And Savage is named on many a best restaurants in St. Louis list, even best in the country list, for a reason. Savage, though, is no more, also for a reason. This week, he decided to change the restaurant's name from Savage to Shift. Yeah. So, you know, long story short, we when we opened Savage, uh, I guess almost two years ago now, um, we did everything ourselves. Like, we, we didn't really have a general contractor. We didn't have an architect or a designer. And so opening the restaurant was definitely... A, a whirlwind and just kind of a a mad rush to get things done. And I think in that, like the name Savage kind of came a bit hastily. Um, and immediately I got a couple messages through social media about the possible, uh, offensiveness of that word. And it's, it's, you know, a little bit of a troubled history there. Um, and then, of course, it was mentioned in a review. And so it, it had been on my mind for a long time. And I think that there's so much going on right now. 
it just seemed like a good time to address it. Um, apologize if anybody had been offended by uh, the name and to uh, to shift uh, to a new kind of um, not anything new, but just just make that change, I guess. Here's the part where you might be confused, though. The word savage these days, well, in that kind of opposite colloquial way, you know how you're really good when you're actually being bad. Savage can be a positive thing sometimes. Your outfit, savage. That think piece teardown of the patriarchy, totally savage. Fierce, edgy, naturally kind of sexy. Sort of like how bad, though, can be good, but actually it's bad. You can't divorce the word from its actual definition. Savage means primal, uncontrolled, wild, brutal, animal-like. And in American history, it's a derogatory term, weaponized against Native peoples when whites first began settling here and taking their land. In their minds, it was okay to murder them, steal from them, rape their women, and enslave their children. They rationalized because they're not human. They're savages. It's that othering of indigenous peoples as savage, the idea that they're incapable of civility, that has provided justification for this country's often careless and, in many cases, cruel treatment of Native Americans throughout history and through today. It's a troubled word that has been completely used against a culture. But Logan says the word savage isn't what people seem to have had a problem with. The shift to shift is what has people firing off. The strange thing is, I mean, in the past couple days since we've made that name change, I've gotten way more criticism and way more messages um, about changing the name than I ever got about Savage. So, really? You know, I don't... Yeah, it's... I mean, I've gotten a few messages on social media, and there's there's plenty in the comments on the, the posts that we made. Um and, you know, I think the bottom line is, like, I don't, I think maybe that word savage might, there might be a gray area, though, there. Uh, some people might not be offended by it. Some people might not think about it. Some people might be offended by it. And I, I think as a restaurant, you know, our job is to, you know, be hospitable. It's to take care of people. It's to nurture and, and feed and, and be in people's service. And I think if immediately even if you just offend a few people with the name of your restaurant you're you're probably not doing it right and so we just decided to make that change um, but yeah it's interesting that i've gotten a lot more criticism for actually changing the name than savage itself so what are people saying um i mean i've anywhere from uh, you know that's ridiculous or that's embarrassingly stupid or calling it bullshit um or that it's it's weak, you know. Somebody said this told me that I was weak because I wanted to change it and and, and do that. Um, I've, I had somebody say that we were forgot how they worded it, but just trying to um, jump on the bandwagon, I guess, mm, of all the change that's that's happening. And you know, I didn't. You know, it was. I don't know. So it's it's interesting. What did Savage mean to you as a name when you first decided that's what you were going to name the restaurant? You put a lot of work into. I know you said it was hastily done, but I mean, you have to have yeah, yeah, had sure. some affinity sure. for it. Sure. I mean, I think um, what I think what landed me on that word was uh, there's a lot of talk about like a primitive nature of that word, like uh, being primitive or mm -hmm. uncivilized. And, um, 
I think that at Shift now, uh, at Savage used to be, but I think at the restaurant we use a lot of like what might be considered primitive cooking techniques or preservation techniques um, that have been lost and use and, and use a lot of like humble or maybe primitive um, ingredients and, and try to, to raise them up and make them something special. Um, whether that makes sense now or not, uh, that's, I think that's kind of where, why, or why I landed on that word. Mm-hmm. I hear the word shift actually a lot more lately in the past few months than I had before. Same with pivot, same with new normal. Is shift a word that's about this moment or how does it apply to your restaurant five years from now when hopefully things are open again and, you know, we're having civil, more civil conversation again and we're actually able to sit around the table again. How does shift withstand time now? Yeah, I think um, just as like, Internally roundtabling, like a name change. It's it's like um, the word just kept coming up. Like there's such a major shift going on now, and there's so many different things happening. And I think that like embracing that word, like going forward and being able to shift and and pivot and evolve and adapt to to things um, is important. You know, like whether that's social issues or whether that's the direction of the restaurant or, or, or if, if, if we become more casual or, or stay fine dining or whatever, but just like, I think embracing change, um, is a good thing because I think there's a lot of things that do need to change. And, um, so yeah, I think that's kind of how we landed on that. Hmm. So the shift isn't just the social movement right now. It's also everything that's been happening with restaurants and the dining industry in the past few months. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. For anybody who hasn't been to Savage or now Shift, um, it's very intimate. It's a very intimate space. And when you say, you know, you actually invite people to come and have conversations with you, your space is very much set up to do that. Yeah. Right now, that seems like a place that, I mean, I miss places like that. Do you miss having conversations like this in person with people sitting and eating your food as opposed to over social media posts? And what do you think is lost by not having these in-person conversations? Well, I mean, I think social media posts are is a, it's a great way to get a message out or it's a great way to advertise something for a business or it's a great way to um, raise awareness. I think it's a very bad place to have a conversation. Um, <laughs> it, it's almost, I relate it to like road rage. It's like, it's just people. Um, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. Oh but, no, I think, yeah. I think I get what you're saying. It's cause everybody, you can get yeah. mad and you can express yourself, but you can't actually hear the other person or you see only right. the look on their face, for example, or their middle finger up in the air. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's no place for having a civil conversation on social media, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of times at the restaurant, there's some interaction with the guests. Sometimes there's not, but I think it's definitely an intimate space and it is fun to have like, you know, a guest like, Hey chef, how'd you do this? Or Hey chef, like whatever. And it's like, it's fun to interact with guests like that. I mean, it's, we were definitely quick to close and we'll be, we'll be late to open, I think with this whole thing. So mm-hmm. hopefully people, you know, I don't know. I mean, if, is that a thing in the next six months? 
I I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You were also very quick to make this name change. It's like all of a sudden I even the day that it was announced on social media, I hopped on Google and put in Savage Restaurant and Shift popped up. You have the domain name. I mean, it seems like you made this decision pretty quickly. How long did it actually take you guys behind the scenes to decide this is what you were doing? Um, well, there's still a few things to tidy up. I mean, it's definitely not just saying, hey, we're going to change our name. I mean, there's a ton of administrative stuff that has to happen. We're still in the works with a few things, um, but we had a plan for a few days and it was like, okay, today at four, we're going to switch the the Google and switch to Facebook and switch this and that. Um, but there's some like city stuff and, and state stuff to, to switch over still. As a white man in this space right now, in this moment we're in, where are you getting your kind of cues um, on how to react and how to conduct your business and yourself yeah. right now to show support and also yeah. you know, not jump on a bandwagon as somebody kind of yeah. alluded to? Yeah, I think that's a good question. And I, I think that there's, you know... I think we need to be able to have like maybe those uncomfortable conversations and you know, the name change was internally something that I wanted to do for a long time. Um, and it just seemed, you know, it seemed like a good time to pull the trigger and, and have that kind of uncomfortable, like, Hey, stepping out there and saying, Hey, I was wrong for doing this and I apologize and I want to, change the name and move forward. And, and, you know, I don't think it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of listening needs to be done and Mm -hmm. a lot of, um, you know, just willingness to have that, that conversation. Um, and that's kind of the aggravating thing about, you know, when, when people comment on social media, uh, posts like we made, it's like, I usually, you know, invite people in like, Hey, if, if you think that this is bullshit or if you think that I'm weak, or if you think that this is me jumping on a bandwagon, like, please come by the restaurant. Like let's sit down and have a chat about it. I'm willing to hear your thoughts and I'm willing to listen. And I'm, I would love to give you mine about it. Um, that usually never happens. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's taken a stand before donating dinner proceeds to Planned Parenthood to the NAACP. This, he says, though, wasn't one of those moments. Not for him. Instead, he says it was his small part in this bigger moment where we're all, he hopes, shifting for good. I don't think that the Savage name switch, we like, we didn't intend for it to be this, like, big, crazy statement. And, you know, it was something we wanted to do. I think it was a positive thing. Um, but I think that, like, you know, there's a lot of... Even over the past couple of years, there's a lot of changes in restaurants specifically. And I think it's just, you know, as a business owner, like you kind of have to, you know, if there's changes that you think you need to make or things you think you need to address internally, then you need to do it. And like, you know, I think there's a lot of positivity going on and a lot of positive changes happening right now. So that's a good thing. I feel great about the name change. It's something that I wanted to to do for a while and at this point wish that we would have just not picked that but uh i I feel good about it and i feel um yeah i feel good about it 
it's definitely an interesting conversation, everything related to this. We've seen a couple different name changes happen on bigger at a bigger level, but seeing this happen here locally, here to talk with me about it. Well, here being once again there, uh, Dory. <laughs> Over Alma. here in Shaw. Yes, hey. producer Dory via FaceTime here so we can talk about some weekend events, some food news. But first, you know, this name change. I mean, he did get some positive feedback on it, though. It sounded like, Dory, you were talking about how you were noticing some more positive comments on it as opposed to just the negative ones, which I get it. He fo- he saw the negative and those was stuck with him. So Yeah, it's easy to focus in on those negative comments. But I actually noticed a lot of the positive, positive feedback that he had gotten when I was um, noticing the name change earlier this week. So a few of the comments he got stud leader chef stud epic. yeah stud like that one um somebody else said epic glad to live nearby in fox park to such a great place somebody else wrote love the new name well done shift team other people wrote love this love you guys and thank you for this so not all bad like mm-hmm. you got to balance that out and just also see the positive and I keep coming back to everything that happened with Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's, everything like that. It's not that this movement that we're seeing in society right now, this more um, you know, racially, not just sensitive, but proactively anti-racist movement that we're seeing. They're not changing their name because people are grabbing their pitchforks and standing outside the building demanding it. It's because they're more conscious now. We're all, as a society, hopefully more conscious now of the power of our words and images. And kudos to him for making that decision and thanks to him for talking with us about it all right so we want to talk about some food news um we're coming to you ahead of the weekend of june 26th 27th 28th because time is still a thing um apparently and, and things are still happening now so dory what do we got in the food news world this week Got a little bit of uh, good and bad this week. So this one kind of hit hard down in my neck of the woods in the Shaw neighborhood. Lulu's local eatery announced they are closing uh, their location on South Grand. They've been closed for three months now because of the uh, pandemic, but they're officially listing the restaurant for sale now. They wrote, for personal health reasons, we have decided we need to move on to the next chapter in our lives. Um, Mm. Lulu started out as a food truck back in 2012. They moved to their uh, brick and mortar location in 2014. And the restaurant has been known for focusing on local organic ingredients and a vegetarian menu. And a vegetarian menu that will fill you up. I mean, like their buffalo cauliflower. I'm going to. I think I've heard that. you talk about yes, them before. I probably mm-hmm. have. And my cousin is a huge fan. Every time she comes in town, um, she's a big fan of heading to Lulu's. And so really sad, but hopefully somebody is able to see uh, this opportunity and decide that it's time for that chapter in their lives and maybe is able to pick it up and keep it going. So um, best of luck to that couple, though, who runs uh, Lulu's and hopefully the health reasons, hopefully everything's okay with that. Yes. Um, So another closure closure that kind of hit close to home for us this week, Half and Half announced they're closing their Webster Groves location. After three years, they've decided to step aside from that spot on Lockwood. Their Clayton location is still open and also just know that they do run the original Jay's Tex-Mex barbecue spot in U-City too. So they didn't really give a reason behind why they were stepping aside, but 
we know this couple, they are always shifting and moving and speaking of shift, you know, they're always finding new things to change up and do, but there was a little bit of a silver lining with this announcement too. Yeah. So, you know, well, pour one out for half and half. It's crazy that they're crazy to me that they've only been there for three years, by the way, it seems like a staple right there in Webster Groves, but the space will not be vacant. They already have a new tenant and it's going to be the Parkmore. So this is one of those places that if you've been in St. Louis for any amount of time you've heard of, but if you're a 90s kid like me, it's kind of just an idea and you don't really have any solid memories of it or mm-hmm. anything like that. So this was a drive-in restaurant and it opened in the 30s. The original location opened in the 30s. I did some reading on this um, and lost tables. So they actually wound up having five locations throughout the St. Louis area opened through 1999 and get this the guy who started it was a traveling salesman of the little plastic trays that you clip onto the side of your car for curbside service so like the original drive up we're all shifting back to curbside well curbside used (laughs) to be the cool thing to do go pick up food and eat it out of the tray and on the side of your car Parkmore became famous for that and really exposed St. Louis to that. They opened the restaurant because they wanted to expose St. Louisans to the concept of drive-in dining. Apparently, they had to kind of explain it to St. Louis what exactly it is. And now look at this. In 2020, they're back. They're coming back with some of the original recipes um, at this Webster Groves location, hoping to open uh, by July 4th. That is so cool. I love that history. I I know I saw this story this week and it piqued my interest, the kind of throwbackness of it that's coming back. What's old is new again. We're getting back to our roots in a lot of ways. So it'll be really exciting to see what their 2020 take on that St. Louis classic restaurant chain is. Yes. And in that Webster Groves location, too. So totally. We'll see. Yeah. Um, how about some positive news, some other positive news sure. mission? Yes. Mission tackle joint has opened their new location in Kirkwood. Um, this is their largest one yet. This sounds huge, by the way, 12,000 square feet. They're gonna have a huge patio. This is the spot where they're going to have the vintage arcade games too. Um, they'll have a private event space and they'll also use some of that space for the, their, uh, tortilla production line. Um, now Mission Taco Joint in announcing their new location opening is also saying they're going to start welcoming in people for dine-in again. They've been doing the, they've been rocking that curbside service, you know, for several months oh, now. Oh yeah, Gallon Margs. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so they're calling this Mission Taco Light a temporary fast casual model as they allow more people to come and dine-in in a limited capacity. So that is now happening. Yeah, go back and listen to our Mission Taco. I don't remember if you wound up approving my title, what title you wound up approving for that, Dory. Oh, I, I can't think remember. I pitched, we don't taco like we used to. <laughs> I think that was what we did. Yeah, yeah. That I couldn't was, pass up on that pun. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, Mission Taco was actually the last um, kind of, I guess you could say traditional episode we tried to turn right before things shut down Mm. and we wound up releasing that a couple weeks later. They talked to us all about their plans for that Kirkwood space. So if you're interested, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Yep. And here's a top story that we had on our website in the past week. Cybers has launched a frozen pizza line because St. Louisans love their St. Louis style frozen pizza, right? Oh, absolutely. We We got a new option in the grocery store. These are thin crusts. 
uh, three different types of uh, varieties that you can get. Double pepperoni, a meat lover's one, and of course, because it's Cyberg's, they have a chicken with wing sauce instead of pizza sauce, which sounds so good to me. A hot wing pizza, basically. That does sound good. At first, I'm like, if I'm craving a pepperoni pizza, I don't know if the Cyberg's is where I want to go. But when you, you get me with that chicken and wing sauce right there. So mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. sounds good. I like that. Man, love it. we're talking about some of our podcast favorite spots in food news this week. Mm-hmm. We got another big one here. Clementine's finally opening their fourth location. Yay. Uh, yay. Congrats to them. It's coming July 1st in Lake St. Louis. Uh, this is going to be their biggest location yet. They'll have a patio. They'll be selling coffee. Um, go get yourself a scoop or two or three or four a pint. <laughs> I've, I have indulged in many a pint, Clementine's pints during this uh, quarantine. I still encourage, though, if you're out in St. Charles County and this is going to be your first taste of Clementine's, I still encourage you to maybe try at least once to make the trip down to their Lafayette Square original location because oh. it's the exact opposite of that. It's so much mm-hmm. smaller. Um, it's a little harder to find, but um, it's also, it's it's fun to see how they've been able to, you know, put their uh, put their stamp in a, so many different locations like that. And hey, and while they, you're out at that Meadow Shopping Center, quick plug for my pal Lydia's shop, the cozy shop out there um, in this nice little shopping center. It's a cute, it's right. a cute little place. Go shopping, get some ice cream. There you Sounds go. Sounds like a great little Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Speaking of Saturdays, um, weekend is coming up. Oh, finally. I know, <laughs> right? right? And so we have a couple of different weekend events we want to make sure you guys know about in your planner. Yes. Yeah, so starting Friday, Eckerd's Farm is opening their seasonal market in St. Louis County. This is Right near 141 in Manchester, it'll be open daily through August from 9 to 6. Everything that you can get at Eckerd's in Belleville, uh, you can get at this location in St. Louis County, including seasonal fruits and veggies straight from the farm, plus all those tasty jams, cheeses, and meats that you find at the country store. So starting Friday through August. It's funny because this is our weekend planner. You can experience a little bit of every season um, because I always just think of fall when I think of Eckert. Uh-huh. Um, but if you miss spring and our lack thereof because of quarantine, uh, this Saturday at Cedar Lake Cellars in Wright City, they're going to have the spring re-fling. I think they should have called it spring flung or like <laughs> something like that. Sprung flung. Sprung flung in uh, Wright City there. And this seems like it could be a really good social distance friendly option because they're going to have live music, yard games, fire pits. Again, there's plenty of space when you're on a winery lawn. Um, you can bring your blankets and your chairs. They will have food available, including Sugar Fire, which is mm. always good with wine. Uh, tickets are required for this, but you know, if you're lo- if you're itching to get outside this weekend, this could be a really fun option. So this isn't exactly an event you can go to, but something maybe you can do with your family or your loved ones who you're quarantining with. Um, Deerbergs is trying to sell three and a half million colorful candy filled easter eggs so if you go to the grocery store and see easter eggs on the store shelves this is why they're made by a local company called american carnival mart which has had its business just devastated because of the pandemic mm-hmm. um now on top of them they also employ about 90 people who have disabilities mm-hmm. um who work through the canterbury enterprises and they are i love this they're called the easter bunny helpers they help fill the eggs with the candy and they just take so much pride in what they do 
But because of the pandemic and so many things being canceled, they're worried about business dropping off and not being able to employ these Easter Bunny helpers anymore. So Deerberg's has stepped up. They wanted to help all profits that they sell from these eggs are going to go straight to the businesses affected here. So Deerberg's is covering the cost of like getting these on the store shelves, the shipping, everything, all money going straight to Canterbury Enterprises and American Carnival Mart. They're on sale now through July 7th. So do an Easter, a summer Easter egg hunt, maybe a 4th of July Easter egg hunt. Have spring now, basically. I I love it. I like it. I like it. I think that that sounds like a fun idea. Hey, what's the best thing you've eaten this week? So uh, for me, we got out this weekend, not dining out, but we got curbside finally from someplace in our neighborhood, Taco Circus. I hadn't been yet. It's been on my list. Um, we've talked about doing some a podcast with them before. Yeah. And um, I got their double XL tacos. They are huge, by the way. I believe the double XL one taco was enough for a meal. Um, I got the Cherokee one, which had pork, steak, carnitas. I didn't know what to expect mm. with that, but it was so tender and juicy and flavorful. It was delicious. That the star of my so plate. Good. It was really good. It had guac. And escabeche, which I had never heard of, but it was basically pickled veggies on there. It was so good. It was like a tart with the juicy mm. pork steak. Mm, so good. Why would I say that we should record this before I eat dinner? <laughs> right. Jeez. Oh, that sounds so good. Well, you said pickled, and my um, mine's kind of goofy. My, my best thing I had to eat this week was, but um, it's a spot in my heart because... Um, during all of this, my little brother got a job. He's 17, and Yay. he is now working at Pickleman's. Um, oh, yeah, right? I love Pickleman's. <laughs> yes, oh, my so, gosh. Um, I obviously had to get an Italian club from Pickleman's in his honor. Oh. No tomatoes plus banana peppers. And it's just fun, like, quizzing him on all the different sandwich ingredients <laughs> now. And he's such a classic, you know, has that long, swoopy hair and is the pickleman sandwich making guy and like just you know because his job before this was pizza delivery guy uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then he, he stopped during the school year and so now he's doing this so it was it pickleman's is extra sweet to me now thanks for employing my brother <laughs> love it they are so good i haven't had pickleman's in a minute they are ooh, so tasty i give you permission <laughs> <laughs> ooh la la ooh la la Abby Eats St. Louis is a five on your side production. I am a very hungry, <laughs> all, not hangry at least, just like hungry delirious Abby Mariko. <laughs> I'm Dory almost, not as hungry or hangry yet. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Lost Table St. Louis for some of our uh, interesting fun facts to supplement this episode here. Uh, let us know what you think about it and what you wind up getting into and make sure you're subscribing to our podcast as well. Feed us all the five-star reviews. Until next week, seize the place.